turn my shoulder wheel on that. Yep, there you go. Where do you think you're going? Get back here! Oh, you're going to want to get this, yeah? Photo. Yeah, take the champ's photo. Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to another edition of Just What the Internet Needed More of. That's right. It's a wrestling podcast. It's another wrestling podcast. It is called Top Marks. It's another wrestling podcast called Top Marks. My name is Justin Morissette, and with me once again, as always, is the janitor himself. He's cleaning up the messes of the masses. And, folks, I wish you could see him <laughs> act out the intro every week. We get to cleaning up the messes of the masses, and he just starts swirling a mop yeah. around. Oh, so you do know what that is. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, mo- yeah, it's the figure eight mop. Mopping style I learned when I worked at McDonald's in high school. Oh, I thought you learned it from watching, uh, of course, Tyler Breeze, <laughs> the custodian last year. Oh, I missed that. Ah, me too. <laughs> he is, of course, Josh Custodian. I am. And this is another edition of Top Marks. Indeed it is, Justin. But, but Justin, I, listen, I don't want to critique your intro or anything of the sort, but you're talking like this is just an ordinary episode of Top Marks. It's not. It is, in fact, episode number 69. 69. Nice. Uh, so welcome. Uh, if this is your first time listening, generally this is a show where JMO and I, we talk about the one, two, three biggest topics in the world of wrestling. For how long, Justin? A maximum of 15 minutes at a time. Right, you are my good friend. Now, Justin, this week and some other weeks, uh, generally in between the pay-per-views, we, we do this. We do what we call the, the no-holds-barred episodes of Top Marks. Well, I feel like we haven't really dove into any topics lately. I mean, that's not entirely true, but like, yeah. you know, we were going to talk about, say, Braun Strowman or Dolph Ziggler yep. or any number of things, and we did an hour on All In and like that's right. a and bunch of pay-per-view previews right and that sort of thing. So yeah. I think, yeah, we did Matt Hardy, but besides that, you're right. I don't think, I think there's a lot of catching up to do. Absolutely. Uh, and so this sort of format of show is going to be helpful for I that. I mean, we've snuck some of our analysis into those previews and reviews, obviously. 100%. Talking about Braun Strowman and whatnot, which yep. we were going to do a couple weeks back. But, That's right. But it, yes, this week, no holds barred. You want it, you got it. So, Jamal, how do these episodes work? Uh, basically, I have a list of topics that I want us to touch on, things that I think uh, you might uh, be good to touch talk about. And uh, I might be good to touch them. That's what you're gonna say. Uh, no further questions. And uh, <laughs> I also have, I will be interjecting some of our listener questions into these. We'll split it up in the middle with an episode of Keep It or Kick It, and then we'll go. Everybody goes home happy. Does that sound good to you? Oh, that sounds great. The return of Keep It or Kick It. I know the people have been clamoring. The people love Keep It or Kick It. I don't love Keep It or Kick It because I don't like making coming keep up it with kick 25 it. topics. When you got a brain as small as mine, it's very tricky to think of 25 every week. Yeah, I feel like all of your brain power goes into this show every week. It's why I'm so dumb the other six days of the yeah, week. Like people talk about like limitless or whatever, right? It's like, you know, the human body only uses 12% yeah. of its brain capacity. <laughs> well, I feel like Josh uses 100% of his brain capacity. He just has a brain that's 12% of the size of the average human brain. Yeah, my, the documentary on me is called Limited. <laughs> 
Jamo, before we dive into the some of the topics, we got uh, some mail this week. It's uh, a yeah. literal mailbag. Uh, as you know, and I think some of the listeners know, I was in a bit of a, a bit of a rough up uh, last month, a car accident, and uh, hashtag good friend of the show, Blair Pacheco at Tranquilo Pacheco. No, mm. at Blair Pacheco, named Tranquilo Pacheco, sent us a package. He sent here. you a care package. He did. To my house, so I'm now opening it. I've heard that there might be things for me in there also. Even let's, though. Should I pull out one at a time? Yeah, it might only sure, be one sure, thing. Sure. Okay. So let's see. Oh, my goodness. Do you know what this is? Wrestling Society X. Wrestling Society X, the complete first season. Are you familiar with what this is? No, but I think – is that Finn Balor on the cover? I don't think so. Who oh, did you think was Finn? just a guy who looked like him. Oh, yeah, that maybe. guy does look a bit like Finn Balor with dreads. I don't know who that guy is. But what this is is MTV, I think in like 2006 or seven tried to launch a wrestling show. Okay. Uh, sort of notable leaving the show. I could, I mean, this might age terribly. I might be wrong. But I think this is like Colt Cabana's character, Matt Classic. Okay. If you remember him, like the guy who does the airplane spin finisher. Let's see here. So, yeah, it's nine episodes. It has a piranha death match, an exploding steel cage time bomb death match. I can see why he sent this to me. Uh, I'm very excited to dive into this because I've never seen this before. Right on. I mean, oh, two discs. Four discs. Three discs. Didn't get those numbers right. Uh, okay, so that's thing number one. Blair, thank you so much. That's cool. I would consider doing some sort of review on some of those. Yeah, of course. Though, I don't know. There's so many. <laughs> what a, is this, j This is a... Uh, it's Oh. Oh, it's a... Uh, it's a card. Yes. It's an authentic, event-worn Dolph Ziggler shirt relic. Wow. It comes with a piece of fabric... Off of a Dolph Ziggler t-shirt that he wore in the ring. Blair, where did you get this? I have no idea, but that's crazy. That's staying in the studio that, Yeah, forever. that'll be go up in the studio. There's no doubt about that. And I okay. feel one more thing in here. <laughs> 12 Rounds 3 Lockdown starring Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose, the lunatic bridge. I heard this movie's actually not bad. That's probably about the highest praise someone's ever given to uh, um, WWE Studios. I don't film. know. Well, we're going to talk about WWE Studios films later on in the... In the in the mailbag. Yes, we are absolutely. We in did this. get some questions about them. Oh, this is not a bad. Okay, here's the people. I'm looking at the the roster for Wrestling Society X. Go ahead. Uh, we've got. I'm just gonna list off people whose names I recognize. Okay. Jimmy Jacobs. Okay. Joey Ryan. Nice. Just incredible. Really. Uh yeah. Weird. Matt, he must have been like the name. Matt Classic. Okay. Yeah. Cabana. Yeah. Matt Seidel. Oh, Evan Bourne to those? Moose. Really? Matt Cross. Okay. Uh, oh, that's who the dreadlocks is that looks a bit like Finn Balor, I assume. TJP is in it. Respect. As Puma. <laughs> Scorpio Sky. Yes. Vampiro. Okay. Uh, Tyler Black. Seth Rollins is in it. I am fired up to dive into this. If I get a chance before bed tonight, I'm going to throw on the first episode. Blair. New Jack. What? Yeah, New Jack is in it. <laughs> the, the more you say, the more it's unbelievable that I haven't watched this. Yeah. I'm very excited. Now, it says here that it's uh, nine glorious episodes and one absolutely unbelievable fucking crazy season finale that never aired. So, all right. excited to dive into that. Blair, thank you so much. It's good to be feeling a little bit better. If you ever want Oh, X-Pac's on it, too. <laughs> He's going by Six-Pac. <laughs> or Six-Pack, I guess. Uh, probably Pac, no? I don't know. Keeping it consistent? Who knows? That's uh, fantastic. Uh, so there it is, Justin. Thank you so much, Blair. I appreciate yeah. that. It's uh, nice to be feeling back into full I love, health. I love that Dolph cuss. Ziggler card. Yeah, that'll that's definitely going up in the studio somewhere. Maybe I'll have uh, uh, Vader hold it here. There we go. 
Sorry, Just Joker. block out the Joker. Yeah, it's Jared Leto's Joker. That's okay to block. That's okay. okay. That's okay. It's part of a running gag on, uh, on you know, Real Good. It's it's part of the show, the, the other show that records in this studio. Wait, <laughs> there's... Never mind. What do you mean? Uh, we've had uh, Felix Biederman from Chapo Trap House appear on Real Good multiple times. No, hang times. on. But there's another podcast that records in yeah, here? Yeah, yeah, And every time Felix comes on, he's Jared Leto in character as the Joker. I mean, edit this out, but what do you mean? This is an hour space? No, this is not a dedicated Top Mark studio. Is that why there's a giant Real Good Show sign behind you? Yeah, and behind you as well. <laughs> well I never see the one behind me, do I, Justin? <laughs> uh, Justin, I wanted to touch on this anyway, but we actually got a late question coming in on it, yeah. so why not give some credit to our friend E underscore Prime, who just asks, uh, Brie Bella, thoughts? Oh, I'm glad nobody wrote in this week. I thought when you asked for questions, there would be at least like one smart Alec out there who'd be like duh here's a question when is this episode gonna come out uh, we did get that question oh, actually really? <laughs> yeah I could get on that well, one later never mind. but we did get that question from uh, my nemesis not yours but let's let's expand the scope of this first question from uh, E Prime uh, not just to Brie Bella but I'd like to talk about the Bella twins because sure. I think I think Nikki certainly maybe just by uh, effect of Brie Bella doing so poorly is kind of doing well for herself right now yeah. It's, what, let's talk about what we think of them being paired with Ronda Rousey right now for Evolution. Is this something you're well, into? we talked about it a little bit last week. Yeah. Le, okay, let, let me rephrase the question then. Were they worth bringing back, obviously, just for this Ronda Rousey angle? I mean, well, what, what, what did we talk about last week? We said that it was uh, unfortunate that the Bellas were kind of bumping Sasha and Bailey out of the mix. That's right. But... What do we know now? Sasha Banks is injured. <laughs> we don't know what she's injured yeah, you, with. Are the rumor rumor has it? Are these? Is there anything about Sasha? All like it was in the rumor roundup last night on Cage Side, saying that she has an unknown injury, and the Observer was reporting that the fact that no one will give any sort of comment as to what her injury is is just feeding rampant speculation about it. Yeah, being perhaps worse than it is, or being real bad, and that is the case. Well, and it's, it's sort hard of to say. it's weird too because this is a week where WWE.com acknowledged that Liv Morgan got a concussion on TV. Like mm-hmm. they are talking about injuries and whatnot. So that the I would lean with big money melts there. Like the silence is sort of deafening. But I would still think it'd be better to see Ronda flanked by like. Natalia and Bailey, even if Sasha is out of the picture. It, it's interesting. I hadn't really thought of Bailey filling in in that sort of slot if Sasha's injured, but like Bailey Ronda kind of has an interesting thing going for it too. Well, like, uh, th- and they were already feuding. Sasha and Bailey were already feuding with yeah. uh, the uh, Riot, Riot Squad. squad. Yeah. So it makes sense that she would join forces. And if yeah. if Sasha is out, then that creates a three on three scenario well, with a person who was already feuding against them. Yep. And as someone who is already partnering with Ronda. Well, and it's bizarre, too, because, like, I don't know. It's Where where is Natalia in this? You know what yeah. I mean? It's like she seemed like the person who was Ronda's friend, and now it's the Bellas in this six-woman tag. It it's, makes no sense that yeah. the Bellas would be a part of this. They Now, and I guess there's reason to believe this, because the Bellas can get on, like, the Today Show and these sort of more mainstream outlets. But I, I don't – like, viewership's at an all-time low. Like, I don't think the Bellas actually do anything to drive interest to the television. Am I wrong? I mean – we talked about this last week that Did there we? is the, there's the case that can be made for like Nikki and Brie being vitally important figures in wrestling, sure, bringing wrestling to a new audience. Yep, like you know, I don't think it's a coincidence that at the after a let's say a decade now of like 
WWE related reality television programming on the E network. Has it been that long? Close to, has to be. It might be, right? It, I, it might be like eight years, but, but still, a long the better time. part of a decade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, like, when you go to shows today, I would say that the audience is a lot more female than it had been in the past. Yeah, that's interesting. And that's definitely true, just anecdotally. And that's good. Yeah, for sure. That's it's good. nothing but a good thing. Yep. Uh, obviously, there have been female wrestling fans going back, you know, all along. Yeah. Always. Uh, it's a sport about a bunch of sweaty muscle men. That's why I'm here. Slapping each other. That's you right. Know, like, that's always going to ha- attract a female audience on some level. Sure. But there's, it's unquestionable that the Bellas have kind of opened it up to people who just, like, watch Real For Housewives the drama, or whatever. Like. Yeah. Would be exposed to wrestling and then might be interested in watching a pay-per-view. And then if they watch one pay-per-view, they might be like, well, now i got to know what happens. Yeah. Because if you have that mindset of watching reality television for storylines and whatnot, then... The drama's important. Yeah, and, and the, the wrestling storylines can kind of fill a similar gap yeah. in your interest. Well, yeah, and I think that those two things are tied a little more than anyone who's like a diehard wrestling fan like myself would probably want to admit. Like exactly. When people say, oh, it's just a soap opera. It kind of is, like with stunts. Like that's, mm-hmm. That is sort of what it if is. If anything, the problem with it is that it's not soap opera-y enough <laughs> yeah, at I mean, the moment. Now, there is a balance there because you get late attitude error or WCW, but there is there, – I could like, definitely – What have we talked about in recent weeks about like – you know, when I've compared, like, Roman Reigns to The Rock. Right. Where's the change? Where's the change? Where's the stories? Yeah. Where's the stories? Well, I think they're actually – it's interesting. Have you noticed, like, just the rise of managers in WWE right now? Yes. Like, that. that is interesting just as a pairing to that point. And we will go back to Brie Bella because there's lots to say about her, obviously, this week. But oops, that was a good professional move. Uh it's interesting and something I think we've been both sort of calling for since the advent of this show, more managers, and I think you're reaping the benefits of it pretty clearly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, Leo Rush has been awesome. Leo Rush, Carmella with uh, R-Truth last night was hilarious doing I don't uh, like her as a brunette. No. Nope. It doesn't look right. What me. about as part of the running gag, though, that like R-Truth just thought everyone was Carmella, but now that she has purple hair, he can tell her apart. I think that's Oh, like, she has purple hair? Or is it brown? I, I thought, thought it, it was brown. It looked like purpley. I don't okay. know. Okay. Well, but yes, that's, that is funny now that he doesn't think that every blonde is Carmella anymore. That's right. And obviously Drake Maverick. And the two of them together, it's very funny. And she needs something to do now. That's right. And also, she's probably done being a heel, you know? Yeah. Like... It, it's been know. a long time. Our truth, and I, I know that this is so off track, but our truth is so nice to have on the roster. Like a guy you can just, you can't overuse it, but every now and then, just like he can carry a comedy segment better than he gets credit for. I think. I think people get the sense it's like, oh, we're laughing at our truth. Mm-hmm. Our truth has impeccable comedic timing, and also he's like a Kurt Hawkins that you love to see. Yeah, totally. Guy, if if our truth never won another match for the rest of his career, he won't. I wouldn't care. No, I mean, but I would. But every time he showed up. You, you know, like when Kurt Hawkins shows up, it's not always like you 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 love to see Kurt Hawkins. No. Even though I feel like, you know, they're doing this documentary on his losing streak and everything. Like yeah. there is there is a potential baby facing of Kurt Hawkins in the future. And I do think his current shirt is very, very good. What is it? I didn't I It's like it. it's just like keeping a tally. With oh, yeah. The, like of all of check, his losses. Not check marks, but whatever you call yeah, those. Yeah. Uh, JMO, we we got away from it. We got to go back to it. Brie Bella, Brie Bella. Has no, been... she's been very bad. <laughs> she's been really, really bad, and I don't like. I don't remember her like being this bad before. It's really since she came back, yeah, out of retirement, shocking. That, post having a child, that too. like 
man, it has not been there. For those of you who may not have seen, she botched pretty badly, I would say, two suicide dives on last week's Raw, and then this week on she Raw... She kicked Liv Morgan in the head twice kicked, and knocked her out. Yeah, and I, it looks to me, at least in the replay, like it hits her with her knee, which like knocks out Liv Morgan, and then kicks her once she's face. already faded. And then coming out of a slingshot from uh, Sarah Logan, like brutally forearms Ruby Riot too. And Brie Bell is out here shooting like Minoru Suzuki. Uh, it's yeah, maybe that's the thing. <laughs> that's maybe Daniel <laughs> was like, Brie. Got to stiffen up the offense, honey. <laughs> Brie, come here. Sit down. Watch all these Minoru <laughs> Suzuki matches with me. <laughs> Brie Bell Suzuki. Yeah, is there something you can take away from this that you can apply to your matches? Maybe it, she's been researching too much to come she's, back. She's just a huge New Japan market. Exactly. She's strong style Brie Bella. Yeah, she watched Goto versus Suzuki at Wrestle Kingdom and was like, this is my new <laughs> Holy, style. this is my shit. This is what I'm going to do from here on out. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to defend Brie Bella here a little bit if you can believe it. Oh, good that. luck. Uh so what she's doing in ring is bad and awful and can't be happening, especially that kick to the head is awful. That said, I don't know how much I can hold Brie Bella accountable. She's been pregnant for a year. She came back and they're throwing her having her work tag matches where she's expected to go fast. And of course, she's not going to say no to these opportunities. But like, who was booking Brie Bella in these spots and in these matches? Yeah. It's insanity. Like, would you do it with Maurice? Would you do it with Lana? Would you like would you do it with Dana Brooke? Like, this is the tier of worker Brie Bella is. It's all, she's never been able to do this type of match. And to, the idea that because her profile is risen, that she should be put into these spots on turn it's insane it's it's her fault in some way obviously she's the one kicking people in the head but also i do feel like i do feel like the response has been overblown i don't want to say that it's like sexist sure necessarily but i think if if we watched like seth rollins break john cena's nose well just stick with seth rollins for a second cena uh, Finn Balor, Sting. Sting, all people he's injured. Do you think he's a bad worker or an no. unsafe worker? No. Now, and did people come out? Well, some, some Bret Hart did. did. Bret Hart did. <laughs> but did did it get like this vitriolic, like histrionic response from the internet being like, Seth Rollins is dangerous, fucking unbelievable that Seth Rollins would do. No, nobody Maybe here or there by idiots. But like, but, like that's like, been largely the mainstream. Yeah. And even, like, media, like, written response to what Brie did this week. And, like, on some level, you just got to be like, chill out, folks. Like, Brie Bella's... It is... It's, it's a combat sport. It's always going to have the potential that something could go wrong. Like, is it her fault? Yes. But can you, can you be like, she's to blame. She's... This is inexcusable. This is as bad as it gets. No, come on, well, back off. And yo, Brie Bella's not a good wrestler, and at no point has she ever been, or will she ever be, a good wrestler. So can we stop putting her in like these fast-paced tag matches where it's like molasses every time she tags in, and then she ends up stiffing some other poor girl? Yeah, it's poor usage, and management should know better. And these are the the poor things of like shoehorning in something that doesn't belong. Like you don't think there's women on the roster who should be getting that opportunity? And sorry, JMO, to rant here, but people, I, I enjoyed the Becky and Charlotte match from Hell in a Cell. I liked it a lot. Mm -hmm. But have you seen the compilation of all the botches in that match? 
No. There's a ton. And guess what? No one notices because they want to like Becky and Charlotte. And so yeah. I, I'm not saying Brie Bella – Becky didn't do anything to the level of Brie Bella. But how much can I hold against – if Brie Bella was any of those lower-tier wrestlers and this was happening, I would expect it. So how about we say, hey, management, rather than trying to get some sort of star power rub by having Brie Bella face Ruby Riot, recognize that she's not good enough and have her in these mixed tag matches and with Brian. And if you want her out there, sit her on the fucking commentary team. It's or just keep her on one show. That's, yes. Yeah. And, and not have her play – what what's like two separate characters? Yes, the, the Brie Bella that's on Raw and the Brie Bella that's on SmackDown are not the same person, was and it, it's very weird. Was it Meltzer who said like, "There's Nikki's sister and Brian's husband and Brian's wife, and, and they're Bri- different yeah. and they're different characters, which is why they get to be on both shows." I thought that was really well said. Actually, he was, was making like, a joke, but like that is how she's presented. Uh, yeah, basically, like she is in combat on Raw, and then she's like, I don't know. It's defending her man. On free SmackDown. agent Brie Bella. The whole thing is weird. But uh, uh, but like the thing is, I like SmackDown Brie Bella. Oh, that much works better. for me. Yeah. It, and like we both said, they botched the finish in the uh, uh, Hell in a Cell match. Yeah. It wasn't good. No. But like, but the character stuff, her running down to the ring, punching Miz in the face. That I love. Like, that is working. Absolutely. But why do her and Maurice have to wrestle? I just – I don't get it. Yeah. Neither of them are good at it. Well, it was to – it's to stretch out this right. this feud, right? Jamo, you want to jump into our next topic here before we uh, go haywire talking about the Bellas? Sure. comes to us from uh, at Lorenzo Meow. It's our guy. It's Doug Crap. Doug Crap. And he asks, which era slash gimmick of Chris Jericho is your favorite? Interesting question, <sighs> right? Yeah. Because I think you could go a lot of ways with it. Who came to your mind first? I'm not going to hold the, your answer to this, but I'm curious. Undisputed champ. Yeah, Jericho, yeah, that's with Stephanie. Yep, and yeah, Two or f- or him coming into WWF in the first place, the debut. Yeah, can you believe I wasn't that into him then? Like the debut was a huge deal, but I wasn't like a huge Jericho-holic, as it were at the time. I was like, this guy's all right. Well, I never watched WCW, right? But even, I was even aware. Like, I think I bought, I had, a, like, an action figure two-pack oh. of Chris Jericho versus Dean Malenko. Hell yeah. From their WCW <laughs> Must days. Must have been a very both. popular one. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> Every, that was, uh, people were clamoring. Everybody was going to the, <laughs> the, the the toy store looking to buy Jericho versus Malenko. Everyone wanted the Iceman. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, um, so I was aware of him, and, like, I'd play the WCW video games a lot, and I'd usually be... Chris Jericho. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, there you go. So you uh, had some ties to the guy. But yeah, like how could you not love smarmy heel champion yeah. Chris Jericho as you know undisputed champ? It was great. So I think we agree. That's also my favorite area of Jericho. I just want to ask you, him and Owens run at the top. Is that in the, the discussion for you? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I have to be clear also that there's a huge swath of Jericho that is missing from my Yeah, I guess you weren't there for the Michaels reference. feud. No. Yeah, that's and a great Jericho. And like uh, you know, I was gone I was gone from like two thousand two to two thousand twelve essentially. Yeah, there's there's a lot of good Jericho in there. But yeah, and that's I would say the bulk of his run basically. Certainly in WWE, yeah. But I think the peaks come before and after. Yeah. Because I would say I mean, I can't say that for certain. Maybe there is a Jericho in there that is the best. I think him and Shawn Michaels is the feud he'll be remembered for. Like, okay. that's still his best feud, in my opinion. I, You know, mileage may vary. Mm-hmm. I uh, thought him and Punk was good, too, when he was... Him and Punk was good when he returned for Punk. I felt like they ran it for too long. Like, I, I don't know. They, they always felt like a weird pairing to me in some ways. Like, Jericho was... 
I felt like Punk was trying to be like a little realer, and Jericho was almost like hamming up the like pouring alcohol mm-hmm. on him thing. I don't know. I never felt like they were the most natural pairing, but I didn't hate it like some people did either. Okay. Um, but yeah, there, there's lots of Jericho to pick from. Uh, but I think yeah, undisputed. But I think in second place would be that run with Owens. They were very they were entertaining. super entertaining. So they were entertaining. the reason to watch Raw for the better part of a year. And, and the Festival of Friendship is going to be one of those things that is on wrestling lists for years. Oh to yeah, come it's of, like, like this is your life. That's right. Like this is a. It's one of the best segments on Raw ever. I, I genuinely think. I that. agree with that for sure. Um, also, largely to the credit of Kevin Owens, but you yeah. have to include Jericho there. Yeah. Uh, J-Mo, uh, I want to, you know, the, it's a no-holds-barred episode. These falls count everywhere. We're all over the place. I want to brag about uh, a match I saw this week that I would really encourage the listeners to go seek out. Sure. Uh, and I'm not going to go too deep dive on it, but uh, Walter took on uh, Jordan Devlin, who I'm not all that familiar with. I think he's an ICW guy. Um, I've heard the name before. Yeah, I, I don't know if he was champ. I've heard the name, too. I, I don't know if I've seen him wrestle before or not. I may have, may have not. Uh, but he took on Walter for the OTT Championship. I think it was this weekend, or at least they put it up. Oh on... yeah, he's on. Uh, he's on NXT UK. He's, Is he? He's worked uh, the UK tournaments. I want to say. Well, there you go. So I guess I have seen him before because I watched that first UK tournament. I watched the second one. I just want to say that if you have been longing for that Daniel Bryan versus Brock Lesnar, like David versus Goliath match built from the ground up. Take 45 minutes out of your day and go watch this match. This is a 45-minute match that from go is telling you a story that is extremely interesting. The crowd is so into it by the end. This will definitely end up on my match of the year list by the end of the year. Really couldn't recommend enough Walter versus uh, Jordan Devlin in OTT. I I mean, we were talking before the show started. Like, that Walter photo... Of him chopping the guy and, like, the skin just rippling out. Is like, it Sabre Jr. that he's hitting in that I, photo? I think it might be. I and, can't remember. Yeah, it's, like, rippling his skin. It's, like, it's, it's the wrestling photo of the year. I totally agree, yeah. Like, it's one of the great wrestling photos ever. It just looks awesome. Walter rules. But I, I was very also impressed with Jordan Devlin in this. The way... He, he keeps going. I guess his finisher is the package pile driver, and he keeps going for it on Walter. And it, I won't give away the match, but it's trained uh, by Finn Balor. Also, was that makes Jordan sense. Uh, some some Ireland roots, yeah. but uh, would really go out of your way to watch that. It's on YouTube. Maybe I'll even throw it out on the Top Marks account just uh, just so that we you have accessibility. Well, uh, I had something I wanted to talk about too. Please, Jamie, I'll take the floor. Uh, which is uh, Charlotte and Becky Lynch. Oh, I know those two. Yeah, they are continuing to. Feud in a way that I think I when they tried to turn Becky at SummerSlam and it failed. I think we can both agree that they pulled back on it a little bit, like yeah. maybe two weeks in, and we're yeah. like, okay, like she's gonna be a babyface with Edge. That's right, or like even booked as like a tweener. Yeah, almost, yeah, like. but like still, still babyface in booking. Yes, yes. I and I feel like they ran with that up until Hell in a Cell. Mm-hmm. And that the last three weeks has been back to, like, trying to force her into this heel role that's not going to work. Yeah, I think... Like, the way they've been scripting her and the things that she's had to say, to Charlotte in particular, is all heel behavior. Well, certainly attacking her backstage and stomping on her and holding her own belt above her is... uh, But but here's the thing, J-Mo, and listen, I... I don't have faith in WWE to actually do this, but I watched SmackDown this week, and again, there's that whole jumping backstage. Obviously, Becky's the heel, like in that situation, right? Who could argue otherwise? But even like the way she spoke to Charlotte after she won the title at the pay-per-view, yep. that it was all heel presentation. Yep. And it's not sticking, like it's not working. No, of course not. Nobody and it won't. Nobody wants to boo her, and they're never going to. But when she was in the backstage segment on SmackDown last night with Lana and Rusev, 
Lana is a heel in that situation, just having been accused of cheating on her. Are they husband and wife in kayfabe, her and Rusev? Yeah, or are I they think just so. Together, okay. I think so yeah. Uh, but I felt like they she keeps was... doing this thing though, right? Like, which the, the, it's constantly since since they got married or like before they got engaged, like it's just like the, uh, the writers have one idea for Rusev, and it's like <laughs> your hot wife is uh, cheating on you yeah, with, with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. They did it with Enzo. <laughs> and listen, Rusev's hotter than Lana. Rusev can get whoever he wants, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah. It just seems like jealousy on behalf of like the writing staff, it, though, right? It does seem weird that they've gone back to that well, and certainly like Summer Rae and Dolph. Like they keep yeah. separating these two, who obviously love each other. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I thought the way Becky interacted with them backstage was not clear that she was a heel. In fact, she seemed like very clearly babyface to me. It was just like, get, get out of my way. I don't care who would. Not not clearly babyface, but I find the booking confusing, and if I'm just going to watch it being like, they're just going to let Becky do what she wants, like in a stone-cold way, which I don't think they're doing. Mm-hmm. But if that's how I'm just going to treat it, maybe I'm okay with but it. But that is kind of what they are doing, though, I hope right? so. I just don't have faith like, in them how to can do you, it. How can you... They're taking a photo. It's like she interrupts this photo shoot... That they're taking all these photos of Charlotte as she's wearing, like, a T-shirt that says, like, I'm the best or whatever. Like, all of her shirts are, like, I'm the natural. Yeah. I got the genes. Genetics have me as superior. That's literally her character. Yeah. I am genetically superior. That was, like, her heel-out character. (laughs) But it's still her babyface character. I know. I know. I'm saying that's why it's so So if you're going to have Becky attack her in a photo shoot and be like, why are you taking her fucking photo? That's still a babyface thing. I agree. Why are they taking Charlotte's photo? Exactly. Why is Charlotte all over the, like, tap-out commercials? Yeah. Because they view her as, like, the pinnacle of athleticism. And and listen, she she is. But But here's the thing. It's not a babyface thing. It's – she's never – she never turned, right? We never got that moment of, like, okay, now Charlotte is a face now, and I'm going to cheer for her. They – just she was the top heel on Raw forever. They sacrificed Sasha Banks at the altar of Charlotte constantly, which was a mistake. Yeah, I fully I think, agree. The, like I think we can all look back on that and say Sasha is better, and Sasha is is damaged for having taken all those losses. I don't know if I'll say Sasha is better than Charlotte because I view them. I view them and Oscar sort of as like just the clear top three and okay. kind of, could it kind of be interchangeably. But she definitely deserved better than what she got, Sasha. I mean, yeah, like yeah. by far. Um, but but Charlotte was the top heel on that show forever, and then she just lost to Oscar. Yep. Switched shows, and now we're supposed to think like, oh, she's coming out and she's friends with Becky. It's literally the exact same as like Roman being like, "I'm friends with Dean." Yeah, so you guys I'm like cool. Dean, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Nothing I love more than my friend Dean Ambrose <laughs> and crushing cold beers with him. Did I mention that I love drinking beer? Yeah. And, <laughs> they uh, literally did the same thing, except in the in the in the women's case, it's like. There's no one I love more than my good friend Becky Lynch and <laughs> sipping the tea with her. <laughs> it's literally it is the, the exact same. same thing. But like, here's the thing about wrestling yeah. that it, that fails so often. It's yeah. the, it's the exact same thing at the heart of my criticism of Roman Reigns versus The Rock. Their character trajectories over the course of like three or four years that we've examined a couple times over the last several weeks. It's the exact same thing that's at the heart of your criticism of Seth Rollins as a babyface. He never turned. Mm-hmm. He just wasn't the There's top heel anymore. 
And so automatically, like, his babyface motivation was that Triple H picked Owens over him. That's, if anything, more of a heel motivation. But he's supposed to be the babyface now because he's going against Owens. Well, that's the thing. Just because you're fighting a bad guy doesn't make you a good guy, Exactly. You need to make a decision. Yeah. You need to make a choice. And, like... I think before the show, you said something very good about like a fork in the road. Exactly. I, I really think that that like point. what is what is the what is enticing about like Star Wars or Star Wars like video games? Let's say oh, like if you play like Knights so of the Old much. Republic or I don't know, I'm, I never played any of like the Force, but like all the Bioware, games. yeah, all yeah. the Bioware games. It's all about you are a character and you have choices in front of you where. Are you going to make the good guy choice? Are you going to make the bad guy choice? Yes. How will this influence your alignment? Will you get good guy powers? Will you get bad guy powers? Like, that is pro wrestling. Very, yeah. And pro wrestling doesn't give us these moments anymore, really. When was the last, like, great turn? Is it really Seth, Seth breaking up Seth the shield? Seth breaking up the shield. I feel like because, I must be missing something. Because, like, when we talk about the writers just missing something or, like, you know... Stories getting dragged out for a year that should be over in three months, like Brock and Roman or whatever, which literally went for three and a half years when we think about it in the old <laughs> grand scheme. And what happened in that story? Nothing. Well, no, no, uh, no, actual, uh, no, nothing. <laughs> what is one decision that Roman Reigns had to make or Brock uh, Lesnar had to make uh, well, over uh, those three and a half years? There's nothing. They never chose anything. Yeah. They never were faced with a moral dilemma. Like, look, I don't want a, the writing staff to just be sitting there being like, well, who could we match up with? Bray Wyatt. He could match up well with this guy. Let's come up with a reason for them to feud. Okay, that is part of writing a wrestling show. Yeah. But the bigger part of it is how do these characters bounce off of each other in a way that they have to make choices. Yeah. When is the last time you saw a guy get, I mean, I guess this was the reformation of the shield, a guy get beat down to the point where somebody had to run out and save him. That should be a main tenet of professional wrestling. It always that, works. That like somebody comes out and makes the save and then you have this new alliance and it might be an uneasy alliance. Maybe it's two guys who don't like each other who are joining forces to take on two other people that they both do not like. But like, it doesn't happen. We don't see yeah, these things. True. We never got anything from Charlotte. We never got anything from like Certainly Seth. Roman. It took a year for Seth to really get over as a babyface, and he did it on the strength of his wrestling, not anything that his character did. He should have been as over as he was after the gauntlet match, like on the return. Immediately. Like that, that took a year is insane. Uh, I just want to go back a couple steps here, JMO, because I was like, when was the last heel turn or mm-hmm. big face turn? We just talked about the Festival of Friendship. Yeah, so yeah. I think that is the, the that's, most recent. But that's but a moment. Absolutely. And I think that goes further to save your point because we both can remember how awesome it was. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, I, I absolutely but, like, agree p- with you. Put me, put me, create a situation where somebody has a moral dilemma and has to make a decision. Character yeah. is reflected through choices. And, and Charlotte never made a choice, which means the audience never made a choice to cheer her either. Well, what's so baffling about it, JMO, is that it, it's not hard to do. Like, figuring out mm-hmm. why they're not doing it is almost tricky. Like, we touched on it, but Charlotte could go so many ways to be a decided heel. Like, it, it, it's not like this is a character who's so beloved. It's like, oh, how will we turn Daniel Bryan heel? It's like, mm-hmm. you go out there and Charlotte's like, Ric Flair's my dad and I'm the best. And yeah. Fuck you, Becky. Well, that's like, the th- like, nobody's ever going to want to pick Charlotte above somebody that they find more relatable. Not right like, now. Charlotte is not a relatable character. 
She nope. she is everything that you resent about the people. Like, I bet you you know a bunch of people like Charlotte in your life. No, they all avoid me. <laughs> but like somebody who comes from, you know, affluent a, background, exactly and, gets handed everything. Of course, yeah. Like you, everybody knows a Charlotte, and you probably don't like them. No, that's I think that's a good point. And and nobody, and because we've never had a reason. Because we've never been given a clear storytelling reason as to why we should root for her. Nobody's ever going to choose to root for her above somebody that they like more. Yeah, yeah I think it's a very You're good You're never going to get this audience to just embrace her as the, like, crowned number one babyface. Because she's never... She's not the people's choice. She's not the people's champion. Yeah, and, and as long as the people's champion is on screen at the same time as her, that's going to be always... So just make her a heel. That's unbelievable. Like, I understand that she just had a top heel run, but, like, if you're not going to give us a reason why that ended, we're not going to we think doing? that it's over. Yeah, I, I fully agree with all your points. Jamo, let's uh, keep it super serious. Sorry to... No, no, no apologies was, here. Uh, I agreed with you. That was a long-winded... If I disagreed, I would have been mad, okay. for the record. Okay. <laughs> uh, where we got a little bit of levity coming our way is, but Dickhead, at but Dickhead, Sex Ferguson asks... I love it. Which four wrestlers are the four Mario brothers? Okay. So Mario, Luigi, Wario, Waluigi. Okay, well, Aiden English is obviously Waluigi. That is... I hadn't thought of that. That is absolute. I cannot deny... Well, I, mean, Luigi's Aiden I mean, Rusev might be Wario also, but Kevin Owens might be Owens, Wario. You can't get away from Owens being Wario. Yeah, Kevin Owens is Wario. Even if you tie sure. in like the greed thing, like he's the prize fighter only doing it to, for money and whatnot, like that plays into Wario. Yeah. Who's a cowardly baby face? This is tricky because that's Luigi. Because like chicken shits are generally heel, but Luigi definitely isn't a heel. Ah, Seth, uh, not Seth Rollins. Sorry, uh, Sami Zayn could be Luigi. Oh, give Sami Zayn some credit. Sami Zayn's not Luigi. <laughs> Although it's babyface, lighthearted, but I feel like he has to be cowardly. Like I feel like that's what we know about yeah, he's Luigi. He's like scared of ghosts in his mansion. Yeah, the whole game is like, oh, I'm vacuuming up ghosts and my fear is my health. Luigi's, like, Luigi's such a loser. I hate Luigi. You know uh, what? I, hang on. I've got to say something about Luigi. I don't much care for the man. You know what? I'm going to come out swinging right now. Go ahead. I am a younger brother. Yes. I'm also an older brother. Okay. I'm a middle brother. But, wow. But, <laughs> that was really something. But I am a younger brother. Yeah. And as a result, when you are a younger brother, <laughs> you're P2 all the time. <laughs> so you were. So I'm Luigi, which means I like Luigi. <laughs> yeah, as a winner, I never liked Luigi. It's just. I, uh, I'm struggling to think. Okay, okay, maybe we'll go Mario. I feel like John Cena is Mario. John Cena is Mario. Is for that? Sure. Yeah. Is there anyone else that comes to mind for that? Well, round. I mean, yeah. I mean, like it's not Roman. No, you could say AJ maybe, because like good at everything is definitely yeah. like part of Mario's character. Yeah. Oh, you could say Seth Rollins might be Luigi. Yeah, because you saw him be cowardly, but you've also yeah. seen him be brave. Even tall and skinny. Yeah, I'll go with Seth Rollins for Luigi. I'm into that. So John Cena and Seth Rollins yep. and Kevin Owens and Aiden English. <laughs> Tremendous stuff. There we go. We talked about him earlier at the show, J-Mo. It's Tranquilo Pachico. At Blair Pachico. And he asks, which WWE wrestler had the best TNA run? Let's say besides Matt Hardy. The best TNA run. Yeah. So I, I assumed he meant you had to be WWE and go to TNA. It's got to be Bubba. Bully Ray. I hadn't even thought of Bully Ray. Yeah, that's that's a great answer. Bully guy. Ray is awesome. Bully yeah. Ray is still awesome right now. Yeah, he yeah, absolutely. That's he didn't even come to mind. You're right. That is a good one. Like he might have been the best heel at all in. 
Yeah, like in mean, terms of making people just like scream shit at him. Well, he was a great heel during that run too, and then eventually, like, such a good heel turned into beloved babyface yeah. against Jeff Hardy. Like that's yeah. that's unlike. Like, imagine picturing that. Like Jeff Hardy being the heel against Bubba. It's I had such to... a great time just screaming like "fuck you, bully, you piece <laughs> of shit." <laughs> it was uh, so good. A couple other guys came to mind for me, which is although I don't know if this guy counts, and if he doesn't, just tell me. But Derek Bateman. To EC3. I know now he's back, so I don't know if that counts. But he was a nothing NXT competitor yeah. all the way to, like, Dixie Carter's nephew, who's also your world champion in TNA. Like, the franchise of yeah. TNA. You know, it'd be crazy, man, if when EC3 gets to the main roster, they brought in Dixie to be his manager. I Dude, I know they won't, but they should. I mean, that... But why wouldn't they? Like, they, they seem to have no problem... When they have completely like subjugated their op- their opponent, yeah, in like bring like Bischoff, yeah, Bischoff came over, Heyman obviously, yeah, yeah you, I would love that, and, they, and like they just embarrass her on television constantly. Oh yeah, it would be she would be getting mop water dumped on her, of course, a la Tristratus, of like, course. There's no doubt about but it. But also like she could be good in that role, yeah. And, like, you you were saying earlier oh, this thing about you know they're bringing back managers in a big way. Yeah, there was a there was a note. Rumor has it in the roundup a couple weeks ago about how this is going to continue. It's not just good. It's not just uh, Leo Rush and uh, what's his name, Drake Maverick. Drake Maverick. I was going to call him Rockstar Spud because I can <laughs> never think of his fucking stupid <laughs> WWE. How weird name. is it that that Rockstar Spud sounds like the better name for someone? Yeah. <laughs> like awful name. Hey, oh, Rockstar. Drake Maverick sounds like the self-insert character in a novel that John McCain was writing about himself. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> I um, bully. Bully's a good answer, but I don't feel like his gap is the biggest because he was a tag champ. Sorry. No, I was gonna say the, there was a note there that said this is going to continue. Yeah. Expect to see more managers, both from within and outside the company. Interesting. I, am I taking an inch and making it a mile? But like, do you think seeing Andrade with Zelina was part of this spurring on at all? Maybe. Or is that just coincidence? I mean. For the longest time, the word was, oh, Vince hates managers. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. even want to use the word manager. Yeah. That's why Paul Heyman is the advocate. Right. And now all of them are managers. So yeah. it looks like we know backstage. Who do you think's the best? This is not a question from anyone except for me. What's the best wrestler manager pairing right now? I think it comes down to Miz and Maurice or Zelina and Andrade. Um, I think it's Miz and Maurice still. Yeah, it is. That's crazy. Maurice rules. Not she's at wrestling. Great. She's awful. She's at wrestling, great, but, but she's so good. She's like awesome. she's so she makes him so much better. Even like the French accent and what yeah. like Quebec. My accent. husband. <laughs> it's so perfect. Dumb is. Um, but in terms of gap, I was gonna say Bully Ray had good success in WWE and this. Yeah, what Lashley if, might be a good choice too. I hadn't even thought of Lashley. Yeah, that, that. But again, a guy. What about someone like an Elijah Burke who has like a nothing run? In WWE, like, tries to write, he's, like, the leader of the new breed for an instant, like, never gets anywhere, and then goes over and becomes the Pope. Like, big push, title match against AJ Styles, still their, not still, but on their commentary commentary for a little while, up until last year. Like, that seems like a guy who, you couldn't say he had the best run in TNA, but, like, I mean, zero in WWE. Yeah. I mean, the thing for, like, picking Lashley is, like, 
there's not really a ton of difference to where he was on the card in WWE versus Impact. Yeah, I guess that's like true. Kind of, not necessarily like a tippity-top guy, but he was on the upper echelon in WWE for Certainly sure. on the higher end than the lower and end. And was the top guy. Like that, To me, I think it's got to be Bully because like he was always a, either a tag guy yeah. or like when they split off and did single stuff, it's not like he ever really had success doing that. I don't yeah. Think. Yeah, no, not not certainly not in that sphere. Yeah, um, not a, so yeah. N- never as like I wouldn't even put him as like a mid carder. Never mind a main eventer. I think we've come up with some really good ones. Here. Yeah, it's got to be Bully Ray for me. I uh, it was not Mick Foley. I will tell you that. <laughs> it was for sure not him. Definitely not Ric Flair. Certainly not Hulk Hogan. None of those guys. Oh, speaking of Hogan, go ahead. It's no holds barred. Word is. Oh no, they want to bring him back for the next for Crown Jewel. <laughs> what? Yeah, that the that the the rich Saudi Arabian royals who are dropping you know however many million dollars on the show, like oh we need Hulk Hogan, Bubba, <laughs> Bubba, I need to see Hulk Hogan Wait. on the show. Give me Hulk Hogan on Crown Jewel. Are you telling me Hogan's return might be in Saudi Arabia? Yes. What? <laughs> I don't think he's gonna wrestle. Well, no, I, but like. But the, he'll be on the show. Let's just talk about this, JMO. Are, are we going to watch the Saudi Arabia show? I think this time I have to. Can you watch I only this time watched the not? Rumble match last time and nothing else. Because it was bad. It was nothing. Nothing happened. And uh, it wasn't good. It, I mean, I got a lot of problems with the Saudi Arabia shit. Oh, dude, the fact <laughs> that it's like right after Evolution. <laughs> just imagine. You're watching Evolution. It's the celebration of women's wrestling. Yeah. And then they're advertising... Because they, they take a commercial break during their own shit constantly. Which is a whole other discussion. Yeah, but. Uh, and they're going to take a break, and it'll be like, in two weeks, <laughs> the biggest show to ever uh. take the air in Saudi Arabia. Even bigger than Greatest Royal Rumble, Baba. Uh, <laughs> Crown Jewel, Baba. <laughs> All Saudi Arabians, by the way, are the Iron Sheik. Yeah, they, they love to say Baba. You know I break your back. Bubba, I fuck you in the ass. I make you humble, Bubba, at Crown Jewel. Jamal, how are we doing for time? Should I jump in and keep it or kick it? Or can we do well, a we're 44 or minutes in here. Okay, I'm going to do one no, more. No, no, no. Yeah, they want to. And Okay, it's going to be bad. Of course. In the, well, not the show, but just like. No, Hogan. The, the looming specter of this show. It's going to hang over Evolution. They're gonna, they have mm. this idea that Evolution is going to be like this big celebration of women. And maybe. Like, I hope it is that. Yeah. But all I'm going to be thinking about is they got this show in two weeks and none of you are welcome to appear on it. Not a single one of you. My, like, not, don't get me wrong. Not even, not even appear on the show in a wrestling capacity. None of you are allowed to even be in, in a, a video package or in a commercial. It's baffling. I mean, last time, because when I was watching, and it's like they had the, the ad for, like, now women hmm. can drive in Saudi Arabia. I was like, what the fuck am I watching? Yeah. Like, what what is going it's on? It's propaganda. Very real chance that I skip this one. I, I don't feel... And that is... Well, Chase Owens might be there. <laughs> <laughs> he might. The guy has no... Now, all right, I'm gonna, let's do one more question here, JMO, before we do it. Jump sure, and keep it or kick sure. it. It comes to us from our Patreon donor. Oh, no, yeah. Not only are none of the no woman is welcome to even so much as show her face on this show. You know who is welcome? 
Hulk Hogan. Absolutely, yeah, man. And we got to bring Shawn Michaels out of retirement also. A guy of great moral character, Shawn Michaels. JMO, women may not be welcome in Saudi Arabia, but of course we always invite their questions here on to Top Marks. And this one comes to us from at Jess Lorman. It's our gal Jess Crap, and she asks, is it just me or does Raw feel a bit stale or stagnant, for lack of a better term? I would agree. Yeah. I, it's funny because, like, the show had good wrestling this week. Un- open and closed with great matches. Yes. But you would think that, like, oh, my God, the Shield is back together. Shield reunion, yeah. baby. I got I to gotta tune in every night and find out what the Shield is going to do. Yes. That is what we should feel. But, like, this is what we should have felt last time they got back together, too. Yes. Instead, it doesn't feel like a big deal. I don't full. There was something about on Monday night watching the Shield with authors and Payne and Barry. And the Baron match Corbin. was great. Not not even the match where it was just like, oh, Raw's being headlined by a Shield six man tag match, mm-hmm. and that is something that I greatly enjoyed for its tenure. Mm-hmm. So in that way, I was glad they were back. But outside of like the matches, I know this sounds so stupid to say. I don't know if I'm really articulating what I mean here, but. Just getting Shield can main event in six man tags Raw from now till infinity as well, far as dude, I'm concerned. Just Raw should always be headlined by a six man tag between like three top heels and three top babies. There's something faces. To not that. always, but like I look back fondly on a time when like it was like Seth Rollins and two dirty heels taking on like John Cena and Sting and Roman Reigns. Yeah, you know? that's like <laughs> that actually enjoyed that match. I think that's yeah. Sting's only Raw match. If it, I'm not I think it is, but like, didn't it feel like a huge? deal? Of course it did. Yeah, yeah. I missed that. And like, Sting guys. was in the match for probably like four minutes. I'll agree with Jess a lot that uh, it seems in a holding pattern, and also agree with you that the wrestling was great this week. The mm. opening match between the Dogs of War and the Revival. I mean, I'm not going to go into a big revival spiel because. Everyone's heard us do it. Of but course, of course. Very obvious that these guys can do whatever they want. But I, I mean, ratings have been down, and I've also felt my own interest waning in watching week to week right now. Let too. me just ask you this, then I'll phrase it the question rather than a guess. Do you think that having to build to Evolution and Super Show over like any big pay per view, like these house shows where nothing can actually happen, I feel like we might see a lot of this. The builds to these are very lacking eras on the television. Well, I think this was a problem during the build up to. Uh, greatest Royal Rumble and yeah, yeah, totally backlash. Was. That's what I'm saying. It's like they're building the three things at once. So I turn in, I tune in, and I'm like, "What am I even looking forward to?" Well, no one's fully commit. Like anyway, so yeah, I think that's part of the problem. But yeah, Jess, I, I definitely agree with that. And also, like, what they're teasing out that Dean's going to turn heel now. I don't want that. I don't know if they like he was sitting on the ground at the end of yesterday's match. I think I don't know. He's I don't still, know. Has he spoken even? Nope. Yet? Nope. Still silent. Dean. Yeah, that's weird. I love it. It's strange. It's definitely strange. No, because I feel like they're they're like holding it out so that the first time he speaks is to cut his heel promo. That's right. But like, it's so obvious that you can't do it. But they're just going to be like, well, this is what we were going to do before. So let's just go back to our initial plan. It's like sometimes you need to change your plan when your plan becomes obvious. You know? I agree. I don't think that a story being predictable is always like a death knell. But clearly, like. People aren't feeling like they need to tune in to see what happens right now. I mean, the numbers don't lie, right? Yeah. Mo, actually, I said we'd jump in and keep her kick it, but this next question dovetails easily and a bit of a shorter one, so why don't we do one more here? Sure. It's from at Just Brenny. It's Brenny. And he asks, 
If Dolph and Drew are going to be a tag team for the foreseeable future, they're going to need a name. What would you name them? Well, aren't they the Dogs of War? That's my understanding, but that might only be when they're with Braun. I can't remember if commentary called them Dogs of War. I think they did on Monday, actually, when it was against the Revival. But let's presume, because that name does suck, if we were just to rename them. Anything come to mind? Uh, What about War Dogs? That's much better than Dogs of War. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Is it not? No, it is. It's way better. Um, although I guess you have uh, what are heavy machinery now? War, war, machinery. Uh, war name? raiders. War raiders. That's, that's yeah. war machine. The the wrestler. Yeah. Ricochet. Yes. Okay, thank you. Oh, formerly Prince Puma. Yes. Now I understand. Became war machine. Is it tacky? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Is it tacky, JMO? Fuck Peter Rosenberg for real. Although we both admitted he was <laughs> he was pretty good on <laughs> the pre-show on SummerSlam. No doubt. Him and JBL together. It's like I should hate both these guys, but they're doing a really good job. If this is hokey and shitty, just tell me. Okay. But I feel like these guys only exist until the Shield feud is over. What if you just called them the Sword? Like he has the Claymore as a finisher. They're going to break up after feuding with the Shield, and they can work it into promos that it's the Sword versus the Shield. I don't know that they are going to break up, man. I do see this having legs as a partnership. Really? Yeah. I don't get that sense. I really don't. Although I guess there's no like seeds of contempt thrown in, but it's like, and, like do- they're two top heels. But Galloway like but then breaking him. up implies that one of them is going to not be a heel anymore, and I don't see that happening for a very long time. That's a good point. What do you think of the name of the Sword? I like it. Just as an answer to the shield? Well, it's it's very uh, Marvel Comics. Yeah, it totally is. Because yeah. there's like a sword division of the government, just Correct. like there's a shield division. That's uh, yeah. pulling back the curtain. Jamo, let's jump into a little round of Keep It or Kick It. What do you have to say uh, about that? I would love it. I would love it too, Jamo. Keep It or Kick It is a segment, a bit, a so whatever you want to call it, where I make up a list of roughly 20 to 25 things from the world of wrestling, and I just I say them to Jamo, and he must very quickly and succinctly say if he would like to keep, keep it. it. Or kick, kick it. it. Keep it, of course, meaning that he likes it, he loves it, he wants some more of it. And kick it, meaning that he hates it, he despises it, and he never wants to see it again. Are you ready for Keep It or Kick It, JMO? I am, and with that explanation out of the way, it's time to hit the music! Justin, keep it or kick it. Silent Dean Ambrose. Kick it. Talk. What? What? <laughs> just say, like, I love my dudes. He is the best talker in the Shield. Yeah, just be like, cold beer. Nothing better. <laughs> uh, Buddy Murphy joining the main roster. Because the longer he stays silent, the more it's like, well, he's going to be a heel. That does I don't, like, and again, I've said this so many times before. I need a baby face to glom onto if the turn is going to be effective. Of course. How yeah. can I feel baby face feelings towards someone who never speaks? Yeah, true. Unless they're Goldberg. And sorry, Dean Ambrose, you do have a pretty mean bod right now, but you're telling me you, you do not have the silent physical charisma of Goldberg. Yeah, yes, double it. No, uh, no one, <laughs> no one has the charisma of Goldberg. No one. Buddy Murphy joining the main roster. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Put him on. I was gonna say put him on SmackDown. That show's already packed. Let's put him on Raw. There you go. Kofi Kingston is WWE champion in 2019. The main champion of SmackDown. That's right. I don't hate it, but I'd rather see, like, Big E in that role. Yeah. So y'all kick it. Dis- the Destino as a finisher. Oh, I love it. Keep it. The idea that Samoa Joe is a better promo right now than The Miz. Oh. Did you see the At AJ's Door segment from yeah, last night? I did. 
Can we? I know this is really a you talking point, mm -hmm. but the them going off air, like this big angle leading into, it's like who knows what happened with him in the house, like just going to black. Awesome choice on SmackDown, I thought last night. Yeah, no, you know what it reminded me of is like Austin breaking into yeah, Brian Pillman with a gun. Yeah, that's it's smaller <laughs> scale, but yeah, yeah it should totally. be like Joe have like a huge revolver. It's <laughs> like I'm at your house. <laughs> It's like gonna murder the family. Wendy, <laughs> uh, loved this segment. But the idea that Samoa Joe, <laughs> I love the idea too that the show just goes off the air, and what we don't see is like the door is locked. <laughs> it's just he's just knocking on the door. <laughs> Wendy, it's like Joe, go away. No! <laughs> go away, Joe. I'm not gonna let you in. I'm from Samoa. <laughs> Not a place. Is he the better promo than the Miz? Uh, I'm still going to say no. Kick I think he's great. Yeah. But I like the Miz is the best, man. How do you feel about this statement? They're the one and two right now. Oh, yeah. I'll keep that, but I will kick, I'll kick Joe Bean on top. A Rob Van Dam return. How old is he, man? I think probably in his mid-40s. Worth remembering that three years ago he was back wrestling Seth Rollins. That's true. Better than a lot of the young guys. Yeah, you know what? I'll keep that. Bring Always over, right? Yeah. Always over. And, like, you know, wouldn't be bad just to have him come back, work a match. Like, even if he <laughs> even if he just did a return run on 205 Live. Absolutely if you, it. If you knew. Great idea. If you knew. Great idea. That they're going to bring Rob Van Dam back and he'll only be on 205 Live for the next three months. Must watch. Would you not watch 205 Live every single week? Are, you're asking me like you don't know the yeah, answer yeah. to that question. I know you already said it. But oh, I like, would. Of course. I would like, too. <laughs> it's. Man, I love that idea. <laughs> it's this. You're gonna think I'm lying. I I swear it in my heart of hearts. Mm -hmm. I would be more interested in Rob Van Dam wrestling on any of those shows than Shawn Michaels, Triple H, or The Undertaker. Me too. Super Showdown. That's, yeah. That no, is. absolutely correct. Look, dude, give me, give me like, cause you could have him just wrestle everybody, the entire be roster good. over the span of like four months, and it'd be like. Tune in next week when Rob Van Dam goes head-to-head -head with TJP. RVD, TJP, which letters will come out on top? <laughs> you, you, I'm so there. You did a bit of a joke with the letters, but, like, that name a guy on 205 Live and ask me if I want to see him wrestle Rob yeah. Van Dam. Answer is yes. Rob Van Dam versus Grand Metalik next week on 205 Live. Plus, not to go too far down this rabbit hole, RVD, awesome with luchadors. Yeah. Next one here, J-Mo. Well, even... Rob Van Dam next week on 205 Live will take on Buddy Murphy. Fuck yes. Like, I am I <laughs> yeah. am in. There's not a single Rob Van Dam next week on 205 Live wrestles Drew Gulak. Fully awesome. Yeah, there's like, not a single name I can put at the end of that where you're like, well, that's going to suck. Yeah. No, it's, it's yeah. No brainer. Uh, like, even what's his face? The British guy who writes Jack his Gallagher? own music. No, oh, uh, um, uh, not Mandrews. Um, yeah, it is yeah, Mandrews. Mandrews. Sorry. Uh, but what's his name? Um, something. Mark Andrew. Andrews. Mark Andrews, thank you. Yeah, it'd be like, that's the, like, even that one, if it was like, coming next week to 205 Live, RVD returns to take on Mark Andrews. Into it. A small thing about RVD here. I didn't know this until like two weeks ago, and I don't know if this is an obvious thing. Do you know that the five-star frog splash is an ode to Meltzer? 
No, I didn't know that. No idea. Yeah, it's called the Five Star Frog Splash because, like, in Five Stars. Alters. Yeah, I didn't know that either. I'm glad you didn't either because it does seem kind of obvious, but I never, I didn't know that. But I mean, I don't think about five stars and be like, right, that's a Meltzer exclusive. You just think of it as like, it's like the best moonsault ever, the Five Star Frog exactly. Splash. Like the perfect frog splash. Exactly. Corey Graves on commentary. I'll keep it. He's the best. Kevin Owens leading a faction. Oh, yeah. Dude, that's what I wanted. When I was, like, pitching for Neville to go to SmackDown, yeah, that's right. I wanted, like, a faction of discontents. So Kevin Owens leading a faction? Keep it. Joey Janela in his time off being a full-time manager of Penelope Ford. Love it. Yeah, that's a great idea. Let Janelope run rampant, but with the role reversed. Yes. Like, I, there's reason to think. You saw it in person. Mm. That certainly Penelope Ford can do at least a little. Like, yeah, she's pretty good. Yeah. The Street Profits. Are they still around? Yeah, they were on last week. Oh. Just shows how much NXT I'm watching lately. <laughs> uh, I don't know. They don't really do it for me. I don't, they're not bad. They are kind of bad. They're like they're fine in the ring, but I don't. I don't like the gimmick that much. I'm, I'll say kick it. Women's tag team titles, which kind of feel inevitable right now. I feel like. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I, it seemed like they sh- like Paige has been teasing that they're gonna come for a, lo- a while now. Yeah. So yeah, let's do it. And also. Like, dude, how much trouble do they have, like, booking secondary storylines for the women? I mean, they have a lot of trouble with it. But if they, if you have a secondary belt, like, isn't that you got a natural storyline that somebody wants that it's belt? It's true. It's true. I mean, it would... <laughs> I don't have a ton of faith in them to do it, given that they haven't done it. Yeah, the evidence is they're bad. SmackDown did it pretty well coming out of the brand split initially. They would have, like, three women's matches per pay-per-view. At a, or, or there was a stretch yeah. where they were doing that. There was always two matches on the show, too. Which and honestly, right now, like, if Asuka's not in the main event picture, I do like her with Naomi. It, like, that is a pairing to me that works yeah, you somehow. Get, Naomi brings some personality to the table. They both have grand entrances. Yeah, like, throw like. some glow on, uh, like, go. the robe when Asuka comes out to the ring. We're, we're set. Jamo, let's fly through these next ones. But, like, wouldn't that be a good... Like, if you're not going to have Asuka in your main event picture on the women's side right now, just because there's no room for her in the story that you want to tell... Yeah. Shouldn't she be, like, the women's tag champ with Naomi? Is that not a good use? I don't know. You might be right about that. It's so hard because I just feel like Asuka shouldn't be in a tag team. But, yeah, yeah. If she's not in the main event picture, I guess she should she, be. She should be wrecking shit in the tag division. Yeah. Jim, let's fly through these next ones. Just keep it or kicks it. Are you sure. ready? Evolution will be a top five pay-per-view this year. Oh. Oh, man. My heart says keep it, but my brain says kick it because there's just going to be some... Some rough talent on that show. No doubt. Kick, so you will. Kick it. The Revival being the ones to get the tag belts off of the Dogs of War. Uh, keep it. Uh, yeah, and the weird, like, were they positioned as babyfaces on Monday? They're in a match against top heels. Neither team wrestled like heels. It was interesting. Like, no cheating throughout the match until the very end. Like, yeah, it was it was interesting. There is room for a babyface revival run. For sure. I think, without really changing their characters too much, because what is their character? They are here to defend the sanctity of wrestling. Literally what they keep talking about. Yeah, like, like that should be a fan-favorite gimmick. And then, once we care about them, you have the investment to break our hearts in a heel turn. Absolutely. Adam Cole is a babyface when he gets called up. See, I love the idea of Undisputed Era just running wild as heels, as a heel faction. Yeah. But Adam Cole's always going to get the baby pop. So 
And I think, honestly, like, smart crowds are going to go crazy for that faction when you bring them up anyway, so they may as well be baby faces. I, I think, to, to agree with you... Not, I know I'm not doing rapid fire, because you're throwing some real challenges. Yes! Right now. I, I think you're you're more hurting for over baby faces than you are uh, heels that people are interested in. Adam Cole would be a super over your baby face. I guess, but, like, man, Raw needs heels. Yeah, it's like Braun and Dolph and Drew and Corbin. You got Owens. Owens, too, yeah. That's yeah. yeah, pretty deep. That's fine. Yeah, I guess that's not that bad. At the end of the year, All In is the best North American pay-per-view of the year. I think that's entirely possible. Yep. I, I, dude, it's one of my favorite shows of all time. So how could I not say it's the best North American show of the year? I'd still put it above anything else that's happened so far this year, and I don't think WWE has a hope of beating it. No? Well, I guess it depends if you count the takeovers or not. They're not really pay-per-views. Yeah. Interesting either way. I, I, I'd say I'd say keep it. I... I mean, I'm a I'm biased, obviously. Oh, yeah, how could then? That's to be expected. The same for everybody. In but like, to me, part of what made it so special is something that nobody got to see on TV, and that's like all the speeches, the curtain call afterwards. Yeah. Right. Like, and just like being a part of that crowd and being in that moment, and like, of course, incredible. Yeah. Two more, JMO. Sandman entering the WWE Hall of Fame. Oh, keep it absolutely. And Undertaker finally retiring by losing in a casket match. When? God. <laughs> Last month? Like three <laughs> years be. from now yeah, is what it feels like. Uh, I, the 2012 after he loses to Punk at Mania. Like it yeah, been. dude. What they should do, get like a trick casket so that like he can disappear out of it. Yeah. So you, th you, you finally, whoever's going to retire him, whether it's, you know, Roman or Bray or whatever. Whoever it is. Whoever. Should have been Bray. Yeah. They roll him into a casket, close the lid. You get, like, crackle lightning, just, like, purple smoke starts billowing out Love of the it. thing. And then Bray, like, reopens it, and the body is gone. And then Taker's done. just the hat. Yep. Just the hat is left in the casket. Love it. Beautiful. Love it. That, I think the casket match is the way to do it. Like I it's think, the only way to cash yeah. in still on Taker still doing the damn thing. Is you have a young guy, put him in the casket. And like you say, he can disappear, but the young guy wins, closing the casket. Yeah, yeah. and the implication is like he went to hell. Yeah, like Balor would be a good role. for. I don't like oh, Finn Balor, but yeah, he'd yeah. be good for that that role. For like, sure. Somebody with the some... De have the demon kill oh, the Undertaker. Have Aleister Black do it. That's my call. Oh, well, yeah, that, I said that before. Did you? There you go. I said that That's... like six months ago, I feel like. Well, then I think that was a great show. idea. I think yeah. it was a great idea. Jim, let's jump into some more questions here. Our uh, next one comes to us from my rival. It's Swine Flube at Book of Lube. Mm -hmm. uh, and he says, should I stop paying attention to everything until after Super Showdown, watch the build to evolution to itself, then stop paying attention to every anything after Crown Jewel? And to follow up, how many weeks from now will this episode come out? Wow. So to the first part. It I wasn't even a full week, folks. Wait. It was like five days between <laughs> us recording and putting the episode out. I think the sticking point was it was two Sundays since the pay-per-view. Um, and it is something I think we recognize that we're working on. There yeah, may, yeah, yeah. I may try to get some of the releasing out. I was, I'm a busy man. That's Yeah, and I am zero busy and neither are I'm any of our saying, listeners. I'm not saying that That's you're not busy. That's how that comes busy. across. I'm not saying that you're not busy. I'm not saying that other people aren't busy. It's just like, sorry, folks. I don't. You know, I, 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 I thought I was going to come home this week and do the show and play Spider-Man, and I got lured out to a bar to meet a lady instead. So And saw Predator, which we should review yeah. here. Both liked Predator. We I think we both did yeah. quite a bit. Yeah, the, the opening is worth seeing the movie. Very, like, 1980s vibe to yeah. it. I didn't even know Tom Jane was in the movie. Yeah. They, his, they kept too. him a secret, yep. basically. I thought he was very good in it. 
Yeah, don't don't listen to the reviews on this one, folks. I greatly enjoyed The Predator. It has it, if you go in with like a B movie mindset, I think you'll be very satisfied. It's a super '80s vibe action movie. To me, one of the things that I loved about it is that like I am born and raised in North Vancouver. A lot. Of a that. lot of this movie was filmed in North Vancouver. Yep. A lot of this movie is filmed in locations in North Vancouver where, in my head as a child, I would be like. You know, like, when you play with action figures as a kid, you're always, like, making a movie in your head on some level. And so it was a ton of things that I was thinking to myself, like, oh, when I make the movie that's in my head, I'm going to film it here. And I'm film they it use here. those spots. And they use all of those that's locations. That's so awesome. Like, they're, they, there's some very big scenes at, like, Cleveland Dam in North Vancouver. Okay. Uh, I've the, been to there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, like, I don't know. I just... Part of that is uh, has a huge appeal to me to see these locations that I've always like been making movies in my head in throughout sure. my childhood to see them on the big screen and come to life. Kind of a similar role that I would have used them in. I don't want to give you too much credit, but I feel like you made the Predator. But <laughs> I don't want. You know what I'm talking oh, about? For like, sure. There's a huge yeah. like. I don't even know. A catharsis might not even be the right word. I know what for you're it. saying though. Like your imagination, somebody else was able to like put pieces of that into real life, which yeah. is awesome. Yeah. Uh, what about what Flub asks here? Is should is there reason to just like not watch the build the super showdown or yeah? The what you should do. Look, that's well, this is what I did this week. Yeah. It was a Monday night. I'm like, oh, I'm, I got the night off. I should go home and watch Raw. And then I was like, no, I'll, I should go watch the Predator. Yeah. I went and watched Raw. I watched The Predator. I felt like I made the right decision. I was disappointed. I got some good wrestling. But yeah, I mean, listen, these these giant house shows are just going to be, I think, JMO, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think you're going to hear us complaining about these a lot on this There's show not going be, forward. I don't think you're going to see a single title change at Crown Jewel. I, d- I don't think you will see title changes at this or Super Show. They might do one every now and then. Just Super Showdown, I could see maybe being treated like more of a normal pay-per-view. Really? Then it's yeah, like because eleven like, in the morning. Because on some level, they have to be ashamed of the Saudi shows, right? You think? I think so. I I think that's giving them too much faith. I would hope they would be, but they wouldn't take the money if they were. That's true, but like I don't think they want to put something mega important on there that you have to go see. Yeah, yeah. Whereas it, like I could see them treating Super Showdown a little bit differently because you don't have the same queasiness attached to it it's just a show that's in a different part of the world i'd like to see that i still think like just if it's happening at 11 a.m u.s time i just don't think you're gonna see anything of importance because they don't think anyone's watching like i really i'd like to see something happen there. maybe like a tag title change will happen but i don't think you see like well you should come over i'll make breakfast well not i was actually gonna pitch this to you marlon the man is down here staying with me that weekend and we're uh, watching Super Showdown in the morning, and then Habib McGregor at night. That's All quite. Right. That's quite the Saturday. Right. Uh, but yeah, Flub, I hear you, man. I it that month is going to you know building to things where things aren't going to happen. It's this. It's already started. This for sure has. Right now, for sure has. Yeah. Our next question from us, JMO, comes from at Blazer Bowl. James, uh, did the Shield get back together for any other reason than to just not have Reigns boot out of every building? I maybe missed a couple critical episodes of Raw, but I have no idea why they're a thing again. Well, they're a thing again because they never stopped being a thing last time. Yeah, I think the answer to this question is no. The reason the Shield's together is not to get Reigns not booed. It's I mean, it is that also. In a small... But what? The, the Dean was going to come back and the Shield wasn't going to be together? True. Like, <laughs> true, true, true. But, but like, you know, you put the title on him. That's not a popular decision. Yeah. What's going to insulate that? Seth and Dean. 
that that's definitely a part of it. But I feel like you have to be fair, right? And we would have complained about how it makes no sense and the no long term storytelling if these three baby faces were on the show together. Yeah, it was obviously going to happen. Like we were predicting that it would happen earlier than it did. That's right. So I don't know the the reason it may be to not, but I mean honestly, JMO. I don't know. I really don't know. Like, does WWE care that Roman gets booed? Because if they did, they wouldn't continue doing. But this. also, this is something that care. this is something that you've said before. I don't know if you've said it on the show, but like, isn't that what every faction exists for to get a guy over? I think I said that in the chat. Yeah. But yeah, it's like, well, uh, yeah. I mean, why is this a critique? It's like, oh, they're yeah. just doing it so this guy. Why did DX exist? <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, just to get Triple H over. Yeah, yeah, like that's that's yeah. correct. That's I I never get why this is lobbied against them. Like mm-hmm. if if Sanity gets some big push and Domo's like the guy, and they're like, oh, Sanity, they just put him in Sanity, so everyone loves him. It's like, yeah, that that's why they do it. There is, I mean, they're literally called the Shield, so there is something to like Seth and Dean being used as human shield. Sure, yeah, I, I'm not saying it's different though, right? Like it's. The problem with all of these discussions is mm. it's really hard to talk about Roman Reigns. Yes. It just is because yes. he's so his own thing. He, you don't, you don't exist backstage, so it's hard to know like what they're aware of or not aware of. You hear Triple H talk about it, but he's always just working. He's like, no, listen, if you're already getting all the booze, why turn heel? And it's like, well, that sort of makes sense, but it doesn't really if you think about it. Mm-hmm. So he's just a hard guy to talk about who's totally unprecedented. So I don't think the Shield's together right now to not get Roman Reigns booed. They're, they're together because there was a story to be told with them getting back together when before Dean got injured, and we're getting back to that now. I guess I would just ask in response to this question, if Dean does end up turning heel here and he beats them and now Dean's this giant heel, then isn't, the that, thing, isn't that the point? That's what I mean. The point was for Dean to turn heel. That's so... Uh, it remains to be seen, but I would say no out the gate. Uh, JMO, here's a fun one. It comes to us from our sponsor, no less, at Coca-Cola LLC. Our gender-fluid listener whose gender is a fluid. And he asks, what wrestler's finisher sounds the most like an obscene sex act? Ooh. Now, JMO, we know that this is sort of your wheelhouse, your area of expertise. I the, am the sex pest. The, <laughs> <laughs> the, the sex pest. Yeah. Is that from something? <laughs> what a funny term. I don't know. It's just how people have described uh, gross men like Gian Gomeshi. Oh, he, he definitely yeah. seems like a sex pest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Every week when I do the intro, if we did the intro the other way around... Like if you did the intro and oh, you had to introduce me. Like we do on bonus marks. Exactly. Yeah. I have to introduce you as the, the janitor himself. Yeah. And you would say, <laughs> it's the sex pest. I will not do that. <laughs> <laughs> Although on the bonus marks episode, my brains are sometimes you know all over the place. Yeah. So maybe I will. Yeah. Uh, eh, 420. <laughs> I, I think I have a, a, good, a good answer for what wrestler's finisher sounds most like an obscene sex act. Yeah. Pete Dunn's bitter end. The bitter end. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Dirty Deeds is obviously, it's too obvious. Yeah, that's the first one that did come to yeah. mind, but like you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you could definitely go with the Claymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's too bad there isn't like a wrestler whose finisher is like the donkey punch. That would be, you know, a little, <laughs> be on, too on, the nose. little on the nose. Well, it'd be on the back, I think. <laughs> hey, oh, come on. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Get this guy behind bars. It's a family show. You ready for our next question, JMO? <laughs> Comes to us from at Fruits Are Edible. Fruits Are Edible, the brewmaster. And he asks, should stories... Okay, so I had to clear this up. Tell me if you think this first sentence makes sense. Because if so, yes, I'm an idiot. But this didn't make the most sense to me. I had to clarify. Okay. Should stories involving the champs become weekly promo-driven storylines with matches against them on pay-per-views? 
Uh, so basically what AJ and Joe is. And yes. They're not. They're not. There's no. But he wanted the 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 champs don't wrestle on TV. No, I don't think that's a good idea. I don't think that should be a rule. Yeah. Because, like, I think it was just as compelling uh, to, to have the build to WrestleMania with AJ and Nakamura be that AJ oh. and Nakamura take turns wrestling Rusev every week. That's right. Yeah. Like, I do... <laughs> like ta- your champion should be the champion because he is the best wrestler. So having your best wrestler not wrestle is not a good use of television. I'm gonna- I do think that they shouldn't wrestle all the time because yes. like e- even the AJ Nakamura Rusev thing and like Chad Gable has taken turns being in that role. Yep. Uh, basically, Andrade was in that role for yeah for AJ and Joe definitely. Like, yeah, AJ and, was just wrestling and him. for Miz and um. Well, that's true, actually. Daniel Bryan yeah, also. Yeah, that's right. Andrade has gotten used in that role like outside of his own program multiple times now. Um, I, I do think there's something beneficial to, A, the guy who gets put into that role. Yeah. And I also think that there is something to the fact that, like, even then, AJ and Nakamura were not wrestling every week. They were taking turns yeah. scouting the that other. That is important. And I do think that, like, whatever you can do to kind of get to the NXT model where – Guys are not always on TV every week. That's right. And get to be f- – they they feel important when they are there because they're not always there. That's not a bad plan. But I, do, I, I don't think that, like, it should be a rule that you never have title matches or never have your champion wrestle. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to split the difference here because I agree with most of what you said. But I think you could really effectively build a heel champion who is like, you pay to see me. I'm yeah. not wrestling oh, that on free for TV. Heel, for sure. Like, you can pay on the WWE Network if you want to see me wrestle. Mm-hmm. You can see me at whatever Backlash this Sunday. But you're not seeing me before that. These cows here in the arena, they don't get to see me wrestle. But I don't know how you do that as a babyface. I really don't. Like, I think like not being an active champion is a heel thing. So I would like to, to take Craig's but like it didn't, core here. It didn't make AJ feel like less of a champion to have a title match against Andrade on free television. For sure not. No, but I I do think that scarcity is a selling feature. For so, sure. So that... Yeah, but like how often do we get title matches on free TV? That's, yeah, very I mean, seldom. AJ became champion on a, on a television. That's right, yeah. I forgot about that. Match against Jinder in But I'll say the no, UK. they shouldn't never wrestle, but the champion... Appe- I mean, I'm one of these guys who thinks there should only be one belt. The champ goes between shows and only like appears a little bit and probably would get physical way less. And then it would feel like a huge deal if they wrestled on TV. Oh, so you loved Brock Lesnar's title reign then? <sighs> it's an, I, I do understand that it's not a totally disseparate thing, <laughs> right? Um, but the guys, the, that was a, it, the people still yeah. need to appear on the programming. I thought you were going to laugh. <laughs> 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 I was trying to make a joke, and it's, you were like, well, well, that is a serious complaint about it, what I just said. It yeah. isn't totally yeah. dissimilar, but, but I think you have to have some presence, but not less. There's just a, a, a sweet spot that I don't think they hit very often. That's probably true. Um, Daniel Bryan wrestles a good amount on TV, I yeah, would say. Yeah, that's perfect. Um, and, but he's and not the champion, and that's right. Oh yeah, and, guess, and st- yeah. but but <laughs> but still feels like important. When totally. You see Dan- yeah. Like I don't think Daniel Bryan wrestling has lost its like it factor. That's yeah, I agree. Not to take a term from the Miz. Uh, uh, my husband. <laughs> uh, our next question this week, Jamo, comes to us from Andrew Delbar at a Delbar. The yes factor is what I should have said. Very nice. There we go. He says, this one may be a little bit local, given the worldwide appeal of the show. Thank you, Andrew. Yeah, we, we are ex- the number one wrestling show in the world, that according is, to Rob Russo. And according to me. Do you round out that opinion, making all three of us? Never. 
Can you edit that out? <laughs> yes. Ne- sorry, what I said was I would never not say ah! that we're not that. There we go. I was going to say, disagreeing with me is one thing. Shitting on the show is another. But disagreeing with Rob Russo puts you at very, very poor. Yeah. Uh, but he, uh, he asks, do you foresee Vancouver getting a televised show of some sort in the next two years? If not, why do you think, do you know, slash do you know, why it has become city non grata for TV? I thought the term city non grata was funny. I think... They they know that we all go down to the shows in Seattle anyway. Yeah, the U.S. dollar's worth more, and we go down. And I think there's a counter argument to be made that Seattle would come here also. But then it's back but to it, Canadian but dollars. It's Canadian dollar. I, here's the thing, though. I didn't go to the last show that was at Rogers Arena. I had to work that night, unfortunately. Right. Uh, but I did go to the one before. Uh, yeah, Max and I went to the Rogers Arena one. I'm just remembering. There, there was they've been done two shows at Rogers in the last like year. You and went bit. to one, I went to the other. Yes, that's funny. So like the fact that the, a they're running Rogers Arena instead of going to Abbotsford all the time, I think Thank is God. is a good sign. Though they are running Abbotsford this Sunday, and I will be there. Uh, I, I just think that oh, yeah. uh, I maybe they do this everywhere because even when you and I went to that NXT house show at uh, wherever it was the PME uh, Forum yeah. Agrodome, yeah. Um, that like they just film everything all the time because you never know when something's going to happen that you might want to put on the internet right? on Twitter or whatever. But it seemed to me, anyways, like Rogers Arena, one of its selling points as a venue versus other arenas in the world is that like the Aquilinis, when they did a full renovation to like – outfit it for the Canucks. They did a full reno of the Canucks dressing room and locker room to make it like super comfortable and have all the amenities. I didn't know that. Blah, blah, blah. They did all kinds of work there. But they also did a ton of work on the technical side. They put in a control room to run TV broadcasts where like essentially you don't necessarily need a truck to broadcast out because they have everything in a room in the building already. So you will see a ton of bands come in and when they like make a a tour DVD or whatever, a film a concert to put out on Blu-ray, like the recorded version of their show, they'll often do it at Rogers Arena because they have the technical capacity to do that. And the accommodations are also sort of top tier. Yeah, but like it's more so that the the tech is already there. They okay. don't need to bring something in to do that. That's good insight. This is like so, Justin Morris being on a podcast can tell you things like this. So so, so the vibe that I got the first show that they ran at Rogers when they had not run it since like 2001 or whenever it was that Too Cool beat Edge and Christian with the help of Joe C. Okay. I think that might be 2000, actually. Uh, so it had been like 16, 17 years since they'd ran that building. The vibe that I got was that they were like doing a – getting the feel for it from a technical perspective, too. Because okay. they filmed the whole show. Like they could have put – there's no – there was no difference in presentation and like what they were doing in terms of like having camera guys present and all that stuff than, like, a, a Monday Night Raw. They were basically getting the feel for the building as if they were going to run television. So I took that as a sign that TV is coming, that we will get something here again. I don't know if it is, though, because that was two years ago and nothing's happened since. My answer Other is... Other than another house show. My answer is yes. I think they will in the next two years. Do I have no inside information. I don't know anything about this world. JMO knows so much more than me. I just feel like it's been a while. And Vancouver like, is a major market. They've w- tested it with the NXT. They've done a ton we're of house a good shows. Good wrestling market, man. Yeah. 
I wear my shirts out. I wear wrestling shirts all the time. I'm wearing one right now. I get so too, are you. I get <laughs> too sweeted constantly. Well, and I, I think to divorce, and we are a great wrestling market, but we're also a very multicultural wrestling market. Yeah. Like, this is something you can feed to. You You said at this one house show, Jinder Mahal got a huge, huge... Uh, he was a star. It, and I would imagine there would be other and stars. And that's who's... why they ran Vancouver as often as they did when he was a champion. It's like, this is a huge Indo-Canadian population that is going to just bow at this guy's feet. So I'll say yes. Jim, our final question this week comes to the singer of my band. It's Mr. <laughs> Matty Pie. Matt sent in a question this I, week. Like, I do think, though, that, like, like, it's a good sign for the market that we're not just a WWE crowd. That we oh, sell sure. out the, the Commodore twice a year for yeah. ECCW. Definitely. Though, we're going to do it three times this year because yeah. they're doing a two-night ballroom brawl I got thoughts in January. On that. I got thoughts on that. Well, they're, they're running head-to-head with Ric Flair, so wrestling fans are going to have to pick. I'm not. You're going to Ric Flair? No, I don't think so. I don't feel that much appeal to go see Ric Flair, to be honest. Yeah, Ric Flair in conversation with Jimmy Hart. They're selling it, it hard. Oh, it's, it's all advertise. I mean, you and I are probably hit every algorithm that the ads are targeting. But at. also, like, I mean, they we've we've had tickets to give away at the radio station. Ric Flair was on the radio station to promote it this morning. Can you rig it so we win the tickets? I mean, I can just request tickets when the thing comes up. It's here's the thing. If I were rich and I had three hundred and fifty dollars to set on fire, I would consider doing the like mm-hmm. go for a meal with him beforehand yeah, ticket. Yeah. Like that'd probably be but, dope. But my point was that like it's different. Like if I wore like a I don't know, like a stone cold shirt out and about in my day to day life, which you sometimes do. Yeah, definitely. Do people just like yell "Hell yeah" at you? Or oh, I get you wear that shirt. Uh, the one I think I've said on the show before when I wear that rock and sock connection shirt, like. I don't go out without somebody making a comment on it. Like, it just yeah. doesn't happen. But see, I would expect if I wore, like, a stone-cold shirt to get hell yeahs yeah. when I'm out and about at a bar or whatever. I think the fact that, like, I cannot wear a Bullet Club shirt or a Young Bucks shirt or a Kenny shirt or a Villain Club shirt. You got a lot like, of Bullet Club shirts. Yeah, like, <laughs> but, like, all of my Bullet Club stuff, I get two sweets. I get the whoop-whoop when I wear the Villain Club shirt. I get it. All the time. Is Bullet Club your favorite faction? I mean, the shirts are good. <laughs> yeah, there's this one guy in Bullet Club in particular. I don't know if you've heard of him. He's uh, Kevin Owens' He's brother? He's crown jewel, yeah. Never heard of him. Yeah. Uh, J-Mo, but, 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 like, isn't that a good sign for our market that, like, we are aware beyond? I think it's also nice that our city is friendly, too. Yeah, 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 definitely. Like, I mean. like. I would expect WWE, WWE or WWF, like classic WWF recognition. I don't always expect Bullet Club recognition, and I get it a lot, and it's, it's surprising. Yeah. I don't want to say surprising because that's not like I'm not. I don't watch New Japan and think like I must be the only person who sure. likes this. Yeah, but it is strangely popular in a way that like you don't you wouldn't expect because we don't have events like. A big WWE show to bring that crowd out and see them all the time. Andrew, you basically just got a round on your question. I'm just saying. I'm just about that. Sorry, I just (laughs) I had a little bit more to say there. (laughs) A little bit. Anyways, what did Matt ask? Invent a shiny new gimmick match and the pay per view it airs on. This is so tough thinking of a new gimmick match because they always just devolve into like insanity, right? Yeah. Because it's so hard to think of outside of the framework of what already exists. Mm -hmm. Does anything come to mind for you? Well. No, because, like, haven't we seen every gimmick match by now on some level? I mean, I think all the good ones. Like, we've seen, like, the Ambrose Asylum was, uh, they gave that a one-off a while ago. The King of the Mountain match for Impact. Like, you see these one-off new gimmick matches, but 
House of Horrors. Right. That's a yeah. Another one. Apparently, House of Horrors is going to be a game mode in two K nineteen. Looking forward to it. I bet it's going to rule. I'm so sure that. Match I'm will. actually really excited for two K nineteen. Wow, Brian guy. Well, no, they've got everybody doing voices. Oh, cool! They brought I didn't in that. all the wrestlers to voice themselves. That's a huge. So the story mode, like the my career mode, you're like talking to. The, yeah, that's great. That's a huge ad. Yeah. Um, I feel like they did that on N sixty four. Back in the day, that, that rings like a Triple bell. H but I can't did some remember. voices back in the day. It was a big deal that Vince did his own voice in one of the games. I forget which one, but, but it then was they like, got away from that. Yeah, forever. Terrible. Yeah. JMO, here's my starting point for a gimmick. And if you think this is a bad idea, just tell me. But what if we got a moat around the ring? I like it. So we dig. I don't know. Let's call it King of the Castle match. Into it. Yeah. Okay. So is do you win by throwing your opponent into the moat? No. So how do you? What is the goal of the match? The goal of Wait, the hey, match. I'm going to go a step further. Or b- back. What's in the moat? <laughs> eels. Definitely eels. Fully agree. Uh, Got to be crocodiles, for crocodiles sure. Crocodiles, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Crocodiles are a staple of any good moat. Yeah. I want to say sharks, too, and a little and like a lion swimming around in there. Can lions swim? Yeah. All right, lions definitely in there. This is very much... I'm just listing off... You know that <laughs> Simpsons episode with... Uh, Probably not with with like the the guy who's like an evil Knievel. No, I, I no, I'm not the a stunt man. No, nope. oh, they make him like do a motorcycle jump and he goes over a swimming pool that's just like filled with like, <laughs> like they just put all danger. Yeah, they just put all this stuff in there like <laughs> a lion and a crocodile and a shark. Okay, so we have our moat. Yes. So what's the goal of the match? How well, do you get into if the it's ring? King of the castle. Yep. Then you you're fighting for the crown, right? Okay. So this is like King of the Ring 2018. Yeah, it's like we're going to – no, yes. Like a crown's hanging from the top. You have to get a ladder to get this crown? Yeah. I like this. Except I, I was thinking like it's like Hell in a Cell, but there's chambers. But it's not elimination oh. chamber. It's like you're fighting to get into a different section so that you can eventually make your way to the top. So like the tower the match crown. in uh, WCW yeah. where Arquette wins the title. Yeah, Boy. maybe something like that. Except I see it as like less of like – cages stacked on top of each other okay. and more that there's like different compartments to where they're fighting in. So the one cage has like different compartments and it's all surrounded by a moat and you're going for the crown at the center of the cage. Mm-hmm. That sounds great to me. At the top. And it's called King of the Castle. I'm into it. Now, does anybody ever die in the moat? Uh, no. And is it Dolph Ziggler? <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> Are people just throwing He's him? here to show the world that you can survive getting thrown in the mud. <laughs> as long as I get to see him chase my crocodile. Well, here's the thing, dude. Suddenly, I'm cool with the fact that like, if you're going to throw somebody off the top of the cell, yeah. well, they're going to land in a pool. Yeah, that is. So I mean, the pool's filled with. I mean, that's gimmicked. Wait, what? It's oh, not real crocodiles? Yeah, no. No, we, we are totally It'll be an mind. animatronic. <laughs> It'll like float up to the top. And you'll see it, and it'll like move around, but it's all robotic. Well, I think I think we created a match. Who's to say if it's good or bad? But King of the Castle. But dude, like, wouldn't suddenly you could throw somebody off the top of the cell, and I and I wouldn't feel queasy about it. They wouldn't have to do the thing where they like climb to the half point. I mean, a pool you of know water. You're land in water. The pool of water does allow you to do some insane high spots. So be no- dope. I love a, this match. A jumping tombstone off the cell into the moat kills them both. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Jmo, that doesn't. No, I think this is. I think we've stumbled upon something here. I'm telling Titus, you, Titus. Titus, you're listening right now. Hey, Titus. You want to save your job? You want to? Everybody credits Chris Jericho with having invented money in the bank. Even yeah. though I think that was just a kayfabe thing. He Correct. Didn't actually. Yeah. But he well, did good of like well, capital. Titus. 
you could be the kayfabe creator of the King of the Castle match. Listen, Titus, we wouldn't even need credit. Like, you do you, Titus. We're here to get you over. Yeah. That's what we're here for. This, is, this, this podcast exists for one reason only, and that's to spread ideas to Mr. Worldwide so that he can take them to Vince McMahon. And also to let people know that Chase Owens is a bum. That would be reason to. I like Chase Owens. Well, Chase Owens does not like you. No, well, he hasn't blocked us yet. <laughs> I'm he telling just you. blocks everyone that mentions us, except <laughs> for us. That's that's why I think he's for sure coming on the show. I hope so. Early next year. I'm and, so Tamatonga's certain. going to book it, and that will make him leader I'm of Bullet so Club. I'm so certain. Jamo, anything else we got to say before we get out of here for the week? Ah, uh, no, I don't think so. If you like the sounds of our voice, you can always head over. You know what we never talked about? Huh? Jay White and Gato. Oh my lord, I got a lot to say about that. Yeah, okay. Well, so for those who may not seen, uh, Tanahashi wrestled Okada at. Do you even know what the event was called on Sunday? <laughs> I don't know. Destruction in Beppu. I think it was that. Yeah. No, so it, it might not have been Beppu. No, it was Destruction in Beppu. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> and uh, uh, Beppu's got to be the funniest, the Japanese city name, right? I like, mean, they do like. Destruction in Tokyo, or like destruction in, like you know, pick your poison. Osaka. Yeah. yeah. Destruction in Beppu just sounds funny. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Uh, first of all, people saying this match was incredible. Cool your jets. What are you talking about? Cool your jets is what I say. I was like, this is. The, thank you. And I was, I was like, this is a pretty good match, but not. And so at the end of it, out comes Gato. He hits Okada with a chair. He's turned on him. And he raises the arm of one Jay White. This is his guy, Jay White, not Okada. Your thoughts, Jamo? Uh, I like the turn for Gato. Yeah. I think it's perfect for Okada's storyline that uh, ev- everything's turning on him. Yeah, now. He's, that post-title Okada is a totally different guy. Yes. Uh, I don't. I mean, I'm Jay, so glad you brought this up. Jay White has a lot to live up to now. Shit. Which maybe he could do. I okay. With these talking points, people people drive me crazy. They go. Even Mike and Archie is like, I said, listen, I love the angle. I think the angle's great. But Jay White has, he has to step up at this point. Like, yeah. he, he must step up. And people be like, well, if he. Well, if Mike he, is the only person who likes Jay White. No, there's people who are like, oh, I don't know. He really raises Bart in the G1. It's like, is there anyone that you guys think had a bad G1? Do they exist? I, this is everyone's talking point on Earth. It's like, oh, God, had a great G1. Reinvented the Naito. Great G1. Omega. Wow, him and Ishii. This, was, this made Ishii this G1. What, everyone had the best G1 ever that made them? Like, what are you talking about? Hangman. Jay White had good. Yeah, Hangman. Hangman said, had a great G1. Yeah, oh, yeah. People. Oh, Hangman. They, they know the one fucking Suzuki match. Suzuki and Okada. The Okada match was good, too. You know who had a good G1? Suzuki. Yeah. <laughs> Getting a good match out of these guys. But I digress. Uh, I I'm, I don't know if you're in a similar space. I'm going to give Jay White a chance. Oh, you know who had a bad G1? Who's that? Tamatonga. He just <laughs> hit people with chairs all the time. But even then his and character. bad luck Fale also. Same thing. Yeah, he was because he never had the bad luck Fale Fale. But uh, <laughs> I like the angle. I'm going to give Jay White a chance here. I, again, I'm a bit of a critic of Jay White. I think that he's – the character's there. He looks like someone I should like. I always say this. Like I like that brand of wrestler, the sort mm-hmm. of alternative. But – I don't know. I just don't really see it in him. I don't know. I see it in him a little bit more than Hangman, maybe, but both of them, I I don't know. They, they have some growing Hangman's better than Jay White, for sure. I would hear that argument. There's more Hangman matches I like, and there's no Jay White match I like as much as Janela And also, Hangman. like, Hangman has charisma. He definitely has more charisma. It's tough to say. I feel like they both need to really own their characters in a way that they haven't done yet, and maybe I'm just not seeing it because other people seem to really but see it. But what do we often talk about with managers in WWE? It's like this guy who can't talk, who I don't like on the mic, put him with Paul Heyman. He should yeah. be a Paul Heyman guy. Well, like the main problem with Jay White is that like I think his in-ring is fine. 
I won't say it's great. I haven't like loved a Jay White match that yeah. I've seen, other than the one with Hangman at Long Beach, which I, which I thought was good. But like the problem some is some people just love that match. I <laughs> the I, problem I, for me is that like the presentation and character and when he speaks does not fit. Like his persona and vibe does not match the character you're telling me that. That he was is. my Ember Moon complaint for so, so if, long. Yeah. Like if Gato is going to pick up the slack there, then maybe this is a good pairing. Yeah, and like the, his, you know, th- there's lots of ways to go. It's interesting, and Gato picking a Gaijin is also interesting. Um, I mean, I'm very into the angle. I hope Jay White can, and I do mean rise to the occasion. And don't at me. I don't want to hear that you guys think he's already good enough to fill those Okada only, shoes. Only Mike is going to do that. Well, don't at me, Mike. <laughs> Jay, yeah. anything else we need to yeah, talk about? To this listen week? to the show. Go watch Walter. Yeah. Go watch Walter wrestle. There's a guy who doesn't need to rise to any occasion. There's a guy who the occasion needs to rise to Walter. Okay? Go watch Walter versus Jordan Devlin. If that's if there's one takeaway here this week Please. from the show, it's that we now own a piece of fabric from a Dolph Ziggler T-shirt. <laughs> there it is. Uh, and Walter versus Jordan Devlin. Will you watch it at some point in the next month or so? Yeah, I'd love if you did. I think you'd really like And also, Star Wars is wrestling. <laughs> These are the big takeaways. <laughs> and with that, if you like the sounds of our voices, you can always head over to patreon.com slash topmarks. Yeah, we're going to watch King of the Ring 95 this week. I'm not looking forward to it. Yeah. Well, you're at the house show Sunday. We'll figure something yeah, out. Yeah, we'll, we'll find it. Uh, but we will be doing that. That'll be up there. Of course, our back catalog's up there. All that good stuff. If you don't feel like donating, oh, and the new DM group. Uh, if you want to be part of our Twitter DM group, you can go and donate $5 on the Patreon. Mm-hmm. You get to talk uh, wrestling be with a bunch of, of good friends. part of a group chat with us and, uh, and our listeners. It's very fun. Yeah. Uh, anything else, JMO? Not really. Well, then how about to you out there? Uh, have a great week. But more importantly, stay hot. Stay spicy. And stay tasting great. Because you're coming! What? 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 Titus Worldwide! I'm you, like, uh, you a little sad that you finished Spider-Man? I am a little sad that I finished... It, it's not that I finished Spider-Man, because sometimes it's nice finishing a game if you like have a backlog going. Mm-hmm. And I'm playing Undertale on the Switch right now, which is pretty fun. But it does feel like... Oh, what's the next like big, big yeah, thing? I was looking forward to that game for like three years. Yeah, you're probably more disappointed so than the, I am. So the credits rolled, and I loved the story. Yeah, story I thought good. it was very good. But when the credits started rolling, I was like, oh, boy. What am I going to do? I got nothing. Did you my see? My life is empty now. I tweeted out my <laughs> rankings of the suits. Oh, really? Yeah, of what I thought were the, the best to worst. Uh, Spider-Punk is the best, for sure. Didn't even make my top five, but I do what? like it. Do like it. I wear it all the time. It's very good. Yeah. Can you guess what other ones would be in the, the top vicinity? I want to say Spider-Armor Mark Three. That one, uh, I think it might have actually been Sex Ferguson said that I was an idiot for leaving off. Pretty dope. Uh, it looks more like a Daredevil uh, concept <laughs> costume. JMO, you can go look. Literally, what I said was it doesn't look enough like Spider Man. It looks like Daredevil. But yeah. it's still super cool. It's definitely dope looking. Uh, Stark suit, probably. Yep. Yep. Right up there. The yep. homecoming suit. Should you go Iron Spider? Yep. Yep. I love that one. Obviously, the comic book suit. Ding, 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 ding. Number one. Yep. That's um, pretty good. You got three out of five. Well, let me keep going here. Okay. Uh, yeah, people, we're in the banter. People, yeah, we're in the banter You could have zone. tuned out ages ago if you don't want to hear us talk about Spider-Man costumes. You can mm. just turn this shit off. I, I like the negative suit, if only because it looks like 
uh, what they used to do in the cartoon when his like yep. uh, uh, spider sense was going off and yep. go black and white. Like, L- a let me say this about the negative polarization. Suit. When I'm on the suit selection screen, mm. I am like, wow, it looks cool. This but looks then when awesome. When you put it in practice, it doesn't look enough like Spider-Man. Yeah, that's fair. I'm a purist. That's fair. Uh, did you go stealth suit at all? No, but I, I did cross my mind. I like it. Uh, I was wearing that one that you get from all the Black Cat missions for a while. That one's sick. Yeah, the all black with the blue. And it's got like the – there's like a Black Widow symbol yep, on yeah. the wrist. I was using That's that one for dope. a while too. Yeah. That, that actually could have been up there. I, I think I put Vintage, Iron Spider, Wrestler. Uh, See, I love the wrestling power, but I don't like the suit. Oh, dude. I love like how homemade and shitty it looks. I was the wrestling one for so long. And you know what also occurred to me um, looking at the Spider-Man suits? Yeah. I wore the Scarlet Spider costume a lot. So did. I'm a 90s boy, and I love the Clone Wars, yeah. even though I know it's bad. Uh, the Clone Saga. Sorry, yeah, people are not fans. Uh, but like that's the comic books that I grew up with as a kid. So I have an affinity for it, even though I know like in the grand scheme, it's like thought to be one of the worst Spider-Man stories ever. Yeah, but when you're a kid, it's just like yeah. Spider-Man. I loved Scarlet Spider. I loved uh, Ben Riley. Like I thought, oh, yeah. Like I liked the character. He's the guy who realizes he's a clone and has to find his own find humanity identity, basically. Uh, but I, I realized the homemade suit that you get that's like the one from Homecoming yep. that you get when you get all the backpacks. Yep. It's just the Scarlet Spider suit with the colors inversed. Is it really? Yeah. It's I like didn't put that together. Hoodie. That's, the, the last two in my top five are the Antioch suit that you get right at the end. Dope. And uh, the Secret War suit that you get pretty early. Uh, yeah, I yeah. ended up wearing that one. What's the one where it's like he's like glowing in the arms but the bottom half is solid? Do you know what I'm talking uh, about? Yeah, I can't remember what that is. That one was another one like it's the like negative suit. like he's wearing suit. like gauntlets kind of. Yeah. That was uh, you know what I love? Mm. The Spider-Man 2099 suit. Oh, that one is sick. Yeah. Anyways, we're just, we've just talked about Spider-Man for like five minutes. Have a great week, everybody. Yeah. Love you. Love you. <laughs> Titus Worldwide.